Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Rack Talk. I am your host, Austin, and we have here again Eric. Eric, say hello to everybody. What's going on, Scarlet Knights? We're coming back at you live, section 216, row M. You guys already know the rules. Uh, if you're from the opposing team, come fight us. Rules are, of course, 2v2, no weapons. All right. So, we have an episode here today, going to be a quick one, uh, just to prepare for the game on Saturday. We're going to do a quick recap of the Indiana loss, um, cover some quick things about roster updates, including Mawat Mag's injury and how we think that some rotations might change and who might get a little bit more time. Uh, we'll give a little bit of information about some of the NIL programs that Rutgers has been running, and then we'll cap it off with a preview of the Illinois matchup. Uh, you ready to get into it, Rick? Let's get right into it. So right off the bat, when you look at the game yesterday, it's not a backbreaking loss. You know, losing by six to number 18 Indiana at Indiana is not necessarily going to destroy Rutgers in the long run. Um, but, you know, would have been a nice to have, I guess. I mean, if you look, you look at the score, it says 66 to six. That doesn't tell the whole story. You know, we we were in. We had so many positions to put ourselves ahead and close the gap. I completely agree, and I know that the officiating, people get super tight about that, but this game was Rutgers to take in the last couple of minutes. There were a few plays where, you know, you think that something might happen for them, and they just missed a few opportunities, and that's going to happen sometimes. It's just not going to break your way, but, you know, failure to close out with free throws down the stretch, you know, missing wide-open routine threes. Um I get it's an away environment, and it's tough. You know, losing the ball out of bounds on rebounds after playing a really, really hard-fought defensive possession. Sometimes, you know, it it happens to just go that way. I'm not going to sit here and try to get hung up on it. But, yeah, you know, there are plenty of opportunities for for us to win down the stretch. You know, it's it's more the same what we've been talking about. Remember last time I talked about how we're playing volleyball out there, you know, not getting loose balls. You know, yeah, that was that was tough. You know, Caleb McConnell did not have a great shooting day. Uh, he only scored two points, but I, I thought that he was crashing the boards like a monster. It, it was just a positive about his game. Um, the shooting leaves a lot to be desired, if, I, if I'm being honest. Not only Caleb, um, Paul Mulcahy scoring two points, uh, that's, we can't have that. No, you can't have two starters scoring, you know, under six points each, especially in a game like that. You saw... Some contribution from the bench, which is really nice to see. Um, Oscar Palmquist, nine points, you know, stepping up into that role, being that next guy up mentality. We talked a little bit about him on the last episode, his performance against Minnesota, you know, getting a little bit more time against Michigan State. And it seems like he's finding himself a little bit more comfortable out there. Um, you watched, you know, tape of Oscar earlier on in his career. Um, defense with a little bit more fouling, you know, some ill-advised turnovers. Uh, he seems to be a little bit more conservative on the offensive end, but I think that's just him settling into his role a little bit more and getting that experience under his belt, not panicking when the ball's thrown to him, and you know finding ways to make him pay from downtown. The, the three-point shooting is great. Yeah, he's he's not out there to play defense. Uh, let's be honest here. He's out there to get an open shot and knock it down. He's a tall. Uh, I guess you could say he's a power forward. He plays. Kind yeah, I feel I, I feel ba- I feel bad about like you know his height kind of prevents him from achieving his how effective he really can be because they you know essentially make him play as like a power forward in the paint or a center sometimes and he's guarding mismatches you know quite often yeah, but in reality in reality he's probably closer to like a shooting guard or a small forward 
Yeah, he's. I, I view him more of as a shooting guard. He's probably what is he six nine, six eight? He's a he, tall he's dude. big. Yeah, he's he is a tall guy. He's you know he's lanky. He's not gonna be like your inside bruiser, which you know is usually expected from most players that are six eight to be you know a sturdy power forward type player but that's just not his game and that's fine like, that's, not, that's not what we need him for if we're but... gonna put him out there we need we need someone who could run center i wouldn't yeah. mind having him out there with wolf Ford, you know that uh, would be an interesting match uh, match too i guess it depends on how foul trouble goes and what pike thinks is gonna work best especially with you know mawat being out with the acl injury um he's out for the year for those that don't know uh already unfortunate as all hell man especially when he's starting to come into his own uh, how do you how do you think how do you think this you know distribution of time um kind of might play out outside this indiana game uh well it's very apparent that palmquist is, is eating up a lot of minutes for the bench you know he got 13 minutes this game he's he stepped into that role uh dean reber he's he's kind of in the same boat um uh, as palmquist where he's more of a I want to say he's more of a power forward than a center. We can't. I don't like having him out there as a center. Uh, can we run them both at the same time? Yeah, I guess. I wouldn't like to because they're they're more the same, the same kind of play style. Uh, Derek Simpson had a nice Derek couple Simpson of had, buckets there. He did have a, a decent game. He played eighteen thought, minutes. Yeah, he uh, he seven points, three boards, and an apple. Um, Andre had a fine game stepping into the starting role as well. He had, you know, nine points, missed a few open threes, but you can't make them all. Um, Miller's seen some time. Uh, he, he only got two minutes, but... He he, uh, he gets subbed in for, like, he does not get subbed in for very long. It's tough to having Jalen out there because his height kind of restricts him as to what he could do on the offensive end. He gets blocked a lot in the lane. I think he's only, like, 6'2 or 6'3, and he doesn't have the blazing speed of Simpson. Um, you know, he, he's more of just like a sturdy defensive role assignment player. So I, I wouldn't really expect to see a whole lot of Jalen, but he's going to be used for intense defensive situations, you know, half-court presses in the last seconds of halves. And, you know, e even if Rutgers is trying to, you know, set quick traps with, with not a lot of time left in the game to maybe get points, you might see him helping run the press as well. Um, didn't see him a ton in this Indiana game, but this Indiana game was entirely just Trace Jackson Davis oh, ha having a, his way with us. He owned us. He scored his 2,000th point career point uh, against yeah, us. Yeah, man. J just, pa <laughs> just passed his uh, own coach, uh, yeah. Mike Woodson, on the uh, the all-time leaders board. So, you know, congratulations to yeah, him. He's a, fine, he's a fine player. 20 points, 18 boards, 6 assists. Played pretty much the entire game. Uh, he, he's great. He's playing some incredible basketball he, right now. He probably could have been uh, drafted to the NBA last year, but he decided to come back. I'm sure the I'm NIL sure probably had a lot to do with yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Why well, guarantee yourself the money and still play? Uh, but he freaking owned us. He's actually never beaten us before this game, so you know oh. he was he was hungry. He had 18 boards. Just uh, his dunks. He was soaring through the air, just slamming it on us. They, it, they Indiana they, they, was hitting they, a yeah. lot of tough shots, man. They nah, they deserve to, to win. They hit a lot of tough shots. You mentioned it before, the Big Ten refs, this is nothing new. They stink. They're terrible. Um, yeah, ask anyone that watched the game. You know, they, they call the most BS stuff when it's like a petty foul. And then, like, 
You know, you could mug him, then they won't call anything. There's very little consistency. Oh, my God. The one where Cliff just blindly ran into Trey Galloway, and it's like, yeah, you got to let him run down the court. Like, he's not looking. Like, his head's turned the other way because he's looking at the other play, and he just runs him over. You know, it wasn't – Cliff doesn't – you know, not trying to buck somebody just for the sake of it. He's trying to go play basketball out there, and they call a foul on him for that. It's like, you know, it's, it's kind of just incidental contact, if anything. Uh, yeah, speaking of yeah, just, Cliff, you know, if you look at his stats, he's got 15 points. He's only got four rebounds. Trace Jackson. Yeah, 18. Trace, dude, it was Feed tough. He was, he, was get, he was getting a ton of offensive looks following up his shot. We had just no answer for Actually, him. Something, something I didn't like, Cliff, all game, Indiana's a team we got to dominate down low, and he was just hanging out by the three-point line. You know, all we did was set high screens, and then he just – he was hanging out by three point. He shot like a step back three at one point. We didn't that was a little. That. I'm not gonna lie. That was not, pretty ill advised. Uh, he just you know. made some poor decisions. He wasn't down in the in the paint where we needed him. Like we're getting killed on the boards. You got to get down there. We need those offensive rebounds, man. Like, would you believe that Caleb only shoots one percent better from three than Cliff? Cliff is a nineteen percent three point shooter. Take Caleb is twenty. Shot one for twelve, man. Uh, Unacceptable. That, that's that's not a great day for him. That's just because we know he could do better. <laughs> no, 1 for 12 is not good no matter who you are. No, he 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 shoots, you know, almost 40% from the field. And, you know, you probably expect him to hit that a little bit more consistently as a fifth year. I would, you know, it's, it's abnormal that you see a game where both Paul and Caleb have that kind of offensive performance. I would be flabbergasted, SAT word. If this happens again, if this happens again, like there's just no statistical way Caleb and Paul could, you know, contribute for a combined four points again for the rest of the no, year. I, I hope it doesn't because we finally no. we got a we got a big game. You know, Cam Spencer showed up today. Cam he Spencer, shot five yep. for eleven. I was I was feeling good watching him. I knew he was gonna have a comeback game. Oh, but like Paul and man, like they just made such bad decisions. You know, Paul, like I said before, it's more of the same stuff. He tries to back him down. And then they come. They they know what he's gonna do. Like they scattered to do. They know they're gonna. You're gonna try and back him down. And then they just double team him, and they get an easy turnover. Yeah, you know everybody's entitled to have a bad game or two. It just really sucks when it happens both, with both your of them with your. Can't have it, that bad. it just can't happen at the same time. Yeah. That, that's that's the only complaint. You know, you can't crucify somebody for having a bad game. It's gonna happen. It's just. Just make sure if you're going to have one, can't be on the same day as your buddy over there because we, we need one of you to step your shit up. Yeah, man. And Caleb McConnell, at, towards the end of the stretch, yeah, he, he had an easy layup. He pulled the Ben Simmons pretty much. Like, he had an easy layup, and he pulled up to take like a mid-range jumper and missed with you know not that much time left on the clock. Would it made of a difference? You know, maybe, maybe not. But it was just a bad – he had a wide-open layup. Yeah, there's there there were some plays we wanted back. Defense was sturdy though. Again, you know, holding Indiana sixty six points at, at Indiana, not I'd anything like to a, feel bad about. It's just you know they were making tough shots. They were making some tough shots. And, uh, um, yeah, cop. cop oh, Miller cop hit some bombs, man. Yeah. Well, either way, um, congrats to Indiana for finally getting one on us. Uh, let's move on to the next topic if uh, if you're ready for that. We'll go into. Uh, what we think rotation is going to look like without Mawat Mag and who we expect to actually get more time. We touched on this for a second. Um, I hope 
like I said, I keep on. I want to see more of Wolfhook. And we know we probably know we're gonna see more of Palmquist. Dean, maybe he'll get some in there. Maybe Antonio. Cho, what was his name? Chol. Nah, I, I think they're red shirting him. I think they're done with his yeah. eligibility. Yeah. Probably a smart move. Well, considering he's pretty much a senior in high school, why wouldn't? Yeah, he, he, he he's not he is not physically ready for the game yet. You can't put him in. He he's so tall that they're probably going to ask him to guard, you know, the three or the four. And he's, you know, he's essentially a high school senior, and these are grown men. You, you can't have him playing against some of these guys in the Big Ten yet. That's very true. This is just such a devastating loss from a lot, Mag. He really was our a glue guy. Steve Peichel called him our glue guy. Um, that guy know, is tough as nails, man. I'll t- Mawat, for a lot of people, they don't know that Mawat actually has had, like, crazy dental injuries and issues. When he was playing at Prolific in high school, he smashed, like, all of his teeth out playing a game and had to get, like, 20-something cosmetic surgeries and, like, oral surgeries on his face to fix, like, his jaw and his teeth. And, like, you know, that's why he always plays with a mouth guard. But I, I didn't even know that. No, nah, man. He, kid's made of steel. He, he's an animal. And he's, he's that's a loss. He shot fifty percent from the field too. He had one. Of, he actually had one of the sneaky, better mid-range jumpers. That little bunny he has. Yeah, he posts on Instagram. I can't wait to see you soon, and that he's can't wait for next year and whatnot. Yeah, which is sad because you know at the beginning of the season you probably wouldn't have expected him to have the impact he did, but missing him definitely, you know. You notice. Hurt, hurt us on the boards, you know. Yeah. It, it, you know, it, you even notice against Michigan State. I know we ended up winning the game, but not having him out there, it, it was a little different, man. You you lost you, lo- you lost a player that was giving you, you know, 25 minutes a game, a- averaged almost eight full points, gave you boards, played incredible defense, shot pretty well, uh, improved his free, his free throw percentage drastically, and, you know, even started to develop a little bit more of a consistent three-pointer, too. Yeah, he was hitting... It you might know, have not been a lot. It might have been like you know seven points, you know ten points. Yeah, Rutgers has the I best mean, training solid. staff in the country. You know, Big Ten trainers are top tier. The, he's going for surgery, I believe, in like two weeks as well. Um, I I'm pretty confident he'll be back just as good as he was by you know November of next year. Um, I know ACL injuries are a little tricky, but you know, give this kid. A full nine months to recuperate with the best care you could possibly get, and you'll you'll be seeing him next year tearing it up as a senior. Yeah, he'll be back. Uh, you know, I can't really remember the last time Rutgers had a big injury like this. I feel like it's been quite a while. Uh, probably when Geo Baker broke his thumb. That yeah, one but that's year. not that's not like he he played like Mawat's done for the season. Yeah, I I guess like you can make the argument they're gonna be out for like the same number of games, but I. Yeah, season season ending. Yeah. I, I I don't it's remember the last time we since, had one of those. It's been a very long time since that happened. Like, we've always had like some ticky tacky things, you know. Beginning of the season, Caleb and Paul hurt his shoulder and whatnot. Oh yes, yes. You know, Caleb with his knee. That wasn't like season altering, like you know. No, thank God. <laughs> yeah, been we've been horrible. very fortunate to not to not have to. Honestly, I mean this this again like just. Based off of statistical universe numbers, I guess this was bound to happen to us at some point in time. Whatever. Um, I mean, yeah, I think that Antoine's going to definitely fill into that role as well, just because he plays hard defense, and they're going to probably want to develop him a little bit more as, as a big man. And you know, Mawat could kind of switch onto the big guys for D as well. Um, so I kind of expect him to maybe take a few of those minutes for more defensive rotations. Um, 
probably see a little bit more Dean Reber as well. I, I, I think that he's had not the season we kind of hoped he'd have, but he, he's found, he's found ways to make plays yeah. here and there. It's, it's not like he doesn't do anything out there and he's, you know, he's getting more active on defense and he can grab some boards every once in a he's while. Got a nice he's jumper. He's yeah. The three pointer, the three pointer, unfortunately hasn't looked great from him, but like, we know he can shoot it. Yeah, not even his three, but sometimes during the, uh, the Minnesota game, he was hitting little, uh, like turnaround J's in the post. Yeah. For, he's hitting like those elbow jumpers for, uh, in like the, the zone, which I, I love that. Honestly, I love that. That is, that is big because if we do encounter more zone play this year, that could be a solution for us. And we put Dean in the middle and since he is so tall and he can hit those mid range type of shots, that could give us a little bit of an advantage that, you know, wasn't necessarily as much of an option before if we were running you know other guys taking up more minutes yeah really really hate to see Mawat go Mawat, I do too I do too I think I think Andre will embrace the starter role really well though no, he's been playing Andre's good basketball for sure. he, he, he would start on almost any other team I think so I think he was good enough to start on a team from the yeah, very beginning yeah, as too. well I you know it was just an issue of for him to fit yeah, and you know he's got great chemistry with those guys as well. He plays significant minutes as is. Um, you know he averages twenty three and a half, so it's not like, it, you know, it, it's not like he had to incre- increase to get to you know, yeah, just he, as much uh, as Mawat was doing. Yeah, he was. I mean, he he had a good game. Uh, yeah, sorry, my dad's bugging me. <laughs> <laughs> I can hear him in the background. Yeah. Yeah, Andre's been playing good basketball. We we know what to expect from him at this point. He plays hard defense. He can shoot a little bit from the outside, you know, more consistently than he did in years past. Um, this is the best season he's had in his entire career. LSU was not utilizing him properly, but I think he's found a good home here at Rutgers, and I think he's going to embrace the starting role really well. So um, as unfortunate as it is, not terribly concerned just because I'm confident that some of our guys from the bench are going to step up and give us great minutes. Um, all right, let's move on real yeah. quick. Just, I, I, um, I just got my train of thought back. My, I was being distracted. <laughs> oh, go, I just got go one more it. thing to say. Uh, sure, yeah, the, sure. The biggest difference between Hyatt and uh, Mag, you know, Hyatt plays more of a wing, you know, he can dribble a little better, he can sh- shoot to three. He's not afraid to shoot. He could, he could guard a lot of positions. I'm not, you know, he's not as good as a defender, but he's still long. Uh, Mag, you know, obviously could guard any position. Not as, not as, uh, talented with the ball in his hand but yeah. that was an incredible speed run of a rant yeah <laughs> so <laughs> yeah real quick you know i know we mentioned the nil through uh, trace jackson davis and how they kept him around with that um that's something rutgers has actually gotten a little bit better at uh two programs to keep an eye on if you're listening and you're interested in donating for nil to help some of the athletes and to Put Rutgers on the map as a university that can provide her through both the Knights of the Raritan and the Knight Society. Uh, Knight Society ran an, uh, uh, an Olive Branch watch party last night. Uh, super fun. Apparently, my parents went and were sending me pictures. I did, I was looking, saw my mom on Geo Baker's yeah, Instagram store. On, Ge- <laughs> on the Instagram story. Uh, Jesus Christ. All right. My dad's drinking with Vic Kanopka, and he's like, this guy's awesome. Like, all right. Like, yeah, the recording live from, from OB. I mean, it looked like a good time. Probably would have been a better time if they won. But uh, I like yeah. to see stuff like that, you know, hosting a watch r- r- party, r- bring everyone out together. My dad's having a fun retirement. Yeah, I, lo- I love the support. <laughs> yeah. 
Absolutely. But um, speaking of, you know, the, both those programs, the other one, Knights of the Raritan, um, I'm a member of that as well. Super cool stuff. They uh, had the march to a million dollars for NIL. Uh, anonymous donors helped cap off and match up to a half a million dollars. The Rutgers community came together and the goal was met. A million bucks for NIL. Uh, huge win for the university. Huge win for the fans and for the culture. Uh so, you know, round of applause for the New Jersey folk and for uh, Rutgers folk everywhere. Yeah, good job. Let's keep the program. Let's keep our players happy. And then, yeah, uh, man, you know, if we can establish that we're a decent program with the NIL. Not only will the basketball continue to be what it is and get better, but it's it, it's going to bleed into the football. I know we trash the football because it's not great right now, but if we can if we can prove, you know, if you come to, if you come play for us, and we can take care of you just as these other schools can. It's just going to give us the edge we need to help compete. Yes, sir. And we, we got to compete because, you know, those other schools, they got big money. They got big donors. They want to pay their guys and that they can, and that, that's going to help recruiting. Absolutely. And New Jersey high school football is so good, too. I, I, we have and such great programs. They always go out of state. I I know, and they always go out of state. They we need to, to Ohio, re- Michigan, like. dude. We the the Don Bosco pipeline just needs to be rebuilt. I mean, that program is They're incredible. So and Rutgers, and you know, dude. Rutgers used to recruit so heavy out of Don Bosco and get stud players. You know, Leonte Carew was a great pickup from Bosco. Gary Nova, another big name, and you know, many many more um, stud players, man. And you have other stud players in the state too that in years past would go out of state that you really wish you would have got. Like Rashawn Gary was a big miss. He ended up going to Michigan. You know, Jabril Peppers, another guy, well, yeah. goes to Michigan. It just really stings when, you know, those guys end up going to Big Ten schools. But hopefully, you know, we keep taking steps in the right direction. Shannon can lock down that Jersey pipeline and, you know, get maybe some of those kids back from programs like Don Bosco and Paramus Catholic. You know, a lot it, of opportunity it, with NIL deals. Absolutely. I, I know people think it's going to it puts us at a huge disadvantage, but I'd argue that if anything, it gives us a bit of an edge just because we might be able to utilize it, it a little bit a better. Chance, you know? it, it, yeah, it just gives us the chance to showcase what we can do a little bit. And, you know, you stay home. Yeah, maybe we, we won't compensate you quite as well as Ohio State, but like we'll make sure you're taken care of as much as we can. That's, you know, that's something. All right. Let's uh, let's move into the Illinois preview. God damn it, this team's good too. <laughs> what are they tied? They're tied for third with like four other teams, five other teams, maybe. I... They're yeah, they're they're up there. Brad Underwood runs a really good program. They're tied for fifth. Um, they have great wins as well. There's four uh, other teams with a seven and five record in the Big Ten. Like it's it's so even this year. It's so like. Well, I don't know if this is going to be an advantage or a disadvantage for Rutgers, but due to COVID protocols within Minnesota, the Illinois-Minnesota game from yesterday was postponed. Uh, So they will have a full week off in between the game of Iowa, which they lost over at Iowa, um, and and when Rutgers comes to visit them. So I don't know. You you think that having a full week off is a good thing? You know, reset, charge your batteries. Do you think that teams end up playing their best ball when they're consistently playing two, three games a week and just, you know, enjoying the game as, as it's meant to be played. Well, I think it's going to benefit us just because they're playing Minnesota. You know, they, they probably would have kicked the crap out of them. You know, get, True. get right game for them. Uh, a tune-up game. <laughs> yeah, you know, like like us, we had, you know, we kicked, we beat their ass, and you know, we felt good after that. They probably would have had the same thing, yeah. 
Illinois has quality wins this year, though. You know, they beat Texas early in the year, and that's a really good win right now. They beat the breaks off of Syracuse early in the season. They end up beating UCLA, another really strong win. In conference, you know, they beat good teams, too. Michigan State's a win for them. Wisconsin's a win. Um, you know, uh, outside, team. you know, outside of that, the Big Ten wins haven't looked, like, incredible. Uh, Rutgers would probably be actually one of the tougher teams they've played so far. Their schedule gets a little bit more challenging as they open up towards the end. Um, yeah, and that's actually, you know, that, that that's interesting for us. Our schedule kind of opens up and is a little easier. Of our remaining seven. Yeah, after, after Illinois, it should be uh, yeah. a little easier. Um, after, after Illinois, of the six games left, Four of them are against teams with sub-500 records right yeah, now, should, which is... We should close out the season strong. You know, yeah, I, that 13, 13 program wins should be the the goal and expectation. 14 would be awesome, and 12 would be acceptable, but like a little underwhelming because expectations have clearly changed as we've seen what they're capable of. Yeah. Uh, just but, something I want to point out about Illinois. They they got four four players that average uh, double digit points. So you know they they score. They it might score as well teams. be five too because yeah, Coleman, Coleman, Haw- Hawkins. Coleman Hawkins can can drop ten on you in an he's, instant. He's good. Um, he he is good. They have yeah, they have bigger, length too. Yeah, he, he's bigger and he he can score at will pretty much. Terrence Shan Jr. is a dangerous guard, too. That was a great pickup off the portal for uh, Brad Underwood there. He's averaging 17 a game, gets five boards, can distribute a little bit. Um, yeah, as, he, a, as a guard, five, yeah. 17 and five boards, that's that's pretty impressive. Uh, that That is pretty impressive. They got good, they got good players. It's yeah, going to be... Yeah. Matthew Meyer could shoot it from deep. Tough environment, too, tough environment, too, man. The, the Orange Crush is a vicious student section. Yeah. Yeah, it's gonna... We can go in there and take him down. Absolutely. I think that this Illinois team is not as strong as the one last year, no, but I think our really. Rutgers team is as, is just as strong as we were last year, if not better. They're not as strong, but you can't you can't sleep on them. It's going to be very interesting to see what the matchup in the paint looks like. I, Cliff has never played an Illinois team without Kofi Coburn. Yeah, and he was just massive. Uh, yo, he was a beast among... Other beasts. Yeah, I was gonna say he's a, he was a beast among monsters. Dominant, he he was. Big man. I'm surprised he never really went as far as we thought he would. I but think he's playing overseas now. Yeah, he he, he ended up. That. He's that's probably a good match for him, honestly. Yeah. But uh, and you know they they've had great players over the past couple of years, Illinois and. You see, this team is so different than they were two years ago, and they're still so good. It speaks volumes about how good of a coach Brad Underwood is and how good the program is. You know, since, you know, since you know, recent time, Io DeSumo's not there anymore. He was awesome. Kobe he's Coburn, well. great player. Yeah, he's on know, the Bulls. He's actually he a, is. A he has NBA career. No, he's good, man, and he'll continue to get better too. He, I always thought he was a good player. He was yeah. so strong getting to the bucket. You know, he's good frame. He was. He could shoot a little yeah, bit. He was clutch. Wasn't that your all... uh, Wooden Award winner for? Uh, what, what year? <laughs> Didn't you vote for him? Me? Oh yeah, I did vote for him. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> yeah, I, I think we, I think we had a guy on the list. It might have been Ron. I think we, we had a guy on the list. I'm like, ah, I voted for Desumo. I thought he was better. <laughs> yeah, I voted for Luca Garza that year. I think. Oh, oh, that's who it was. It was between him and Garza. Yeah. yeah. Although Luca Garza absolutely deserved it too. 
um, but no, you look at that. He's gone. You know, Kofi Coburn's gone. Demonte Williams gone. Trent Frazier was awesome for them, and he's not there anymore either. Um, so, not on Illinois. <laughs> what'd you say? You said Luke, Luke Garza is not on Illinois. No, he's not in Illinois. Yeah. I that's not what I meant. Yeah, you know what I meant. Yeah. These guys, yeah, these guys. Frazier. Trent Frazier, yeah, I've. He was a good player. He he was like a good match for McConnell. That was always interesting because he used to play great defense too. It was like kind of watching like a mirror of each other play. And they both had braids. <laughs> <laughs> well, it should be a fun game. Was that 2 o'clock on Saturday? Yeah, they um they shoot sub-70 from the free throw. I That's kind of surprising to me, honestly. That's like pretty low for an Illinois team. Uh, yeah. Like Rucker stats. Do you know what they're projected to be as a seed right now? I'd imagine they're like a seven or so. I would imagine the same. Uh, I don't have it in front of me. I'll pull it real quick. Uh, according to the ESPN matchup predictor, they're fifty-eight percent favored against us. Is yeah. there a line for it yet? Uh, no line yet. It's a little early for that. What do you think it might be? Like if you were just to if you were just to guess, I'd probably it's say probably minus, minus four, four and, and a half. half. Yep. Oh, word! Look at the money. Oh man, minus five, minus four and a half. I mean, that's for a Big Ten team. That's coming fair. In, yeah, we're yeah, like for an away for a quad team. for a quad one away game. Yeah, I can't imagine. Yeah. All right. We're, so as of two teams. as of two days ago, um, oh, I thought they were a little bit higher. Oh, that, there they are. They were six seed as of two days ago. They're 26 in the net, 25 in the Ken Palm as it, you know, 48 hours. I haven't checked those recently. Um, the game against Minnesota probably would have given them a little bit of a boost if they took care of business, yeah, which I, I... they definitely would have. I personally think they would have slaughtered Minnesota. <laughs> but if we're, if we're dropping 90 points on Minnesota, like, come on, Illinois should have no problem with it. I think so, too. All right. Um, anything else you want to cover real quick before we wrap it up? Nope, I'm good. All right, bet. All right, everybody. Thanks for tuning in, listening to another episode of Rack Talk. Again, Section 216, Row M, come fight us. Come fight us. Tune in Saturday, 2 o'clock.